If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more streaming platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm. Go on. Oh, no, I've got to stop because we have to find Garrick Lamella for making this weekend worth it. <laughs> yes. And then... He's, he's gone from being Ronaldinho in one half to Lee Catamol in the second. <laughs> <laughs> Only Eric Lamella could do that stuff. Hello and welcome back to the Off the Crossbar podcast with myself, Regan Walsh, and my co-presenter as always, Brad. How are you on this Monday morning? I'm doing pretty well, considering that this weekend has been the most meh weekend I think I've ever seen this season. I mean, it was rather fucking dull. I mean, looking at Saturday's results, seven goals in the th- uh, four games two goals on Friday and then only one game really livened it up on Sunday's feature and that's Leicester Sheffield United with how bad Sheffield United are. I'm missing the weekends where we had more goals in one game than we did the whole of this weekend. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but there is only one place to start and that is in North London at the Emirates Stadium where Mikel Arteta's Arsenal welcomed Jose Mourinho's Tottenham Hotspur in the 4.30 kickoff. Now, there was a bit of news that came out before the game started regarding the team news, and that was that Captain Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang was dropped from the starting 11 due to disciplinary reasons, which was later revealed that he turned up late to, uh, I think it was London Colney or wherever they meet, before heading to the stadium, which is a bit... I can understand why you do that, but at the same time, don't be like to make any Mikel Arteta's meetings. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not the first time it's happened to a footballer, and it's not the last time it's happened to a footballer that they get done for disciplinary reasons for like turning up late or something. Um, but obviously, Arsenal didn't need him in the end after they managed to win thanks to a Martin Odegaard uh, goal and a Alexander Lacazette penalty just after the hour mark. Um, which detail of this game do we start on? <laughs> I think, we, so, we'll, we'll go from the very off and then we'll work our way through it. So, Hyungman Son had to be replaced after just 19 minutes in the game by Eric Miller after he pulled up uh, injured, which we don't know the severity of Son's injury as of yet, but it could be maybe a couple of weeks out if he's had to go off that early on in the game, you'd expect. Yeah. I will never advocate for the injury of a certain player. Cough, cough, Arsenal TV. <laughs> but it would be nice if he missed next game. I take it that's against your Aston Villa then. <laughs> uh, then just after the half hour mark, Eric Miller scored what has to be easily the Premier League's goal of the season so far with a lovely Rabona 
goal that then not make Thomas Partey and found its way past Bernd Leno in the Arsenal goal to give Spurs the lead. I mean, what a beautiful goal that was. Goal of the season, Manuel Lanzini has just entered the chess. But yeah, I thought it was fine. It's not the best Roberna he scored, though, when you think about it. No, if you think back to the one, was it the Europa League about four or five years back now? That's fair. We can compare it to doing some Greek side in the Europa League and Arsenal. <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah, absolutely wonderful finish for... It's the uh, sheer audacity uh, of trying it in the match. Yeah, just oh, absolutely brilliant. Um, and it just didn't deserve the disgraceful commentary that was Martin Tyler and Adam Smith. <laughs> I mean, they're not going to get hyped for them type of goals, though. You've you got to think. Imagine if that's on radio. So, the radio, you've got to paint the picture for them. And they're yeah. just saying it like that. You think all he's done is a simple tapping from around six yards? Mm. <laughs> Manager Raboned it through the legs of an Arsenal bite into the bottom right corner. And then get it into the bottom corner. Like, he seems to place it so well into the bottom corner as well. It's just like, oh. Absolutely great. Uh, then, just before halftime, Martin Odegaard equalised for uh, Arsenal with a cross from Kieran Tierney, who had a lot of space in the middle. Odegaard, but uh, he shot did take a deflection off Toby Alderweireld, which sent it past Hugo Lloris in the bottom corner. But Arsenal won't complain about that, and you're going to say Matt Doherty's defending for that, but just try and stop Kieran Tierney. Getting the ball in was pretty bad. Yeah, that guy can only play with Portuguese players. He, he, he has got to go down as one of the worst signings this season, Matt Diet. He's just been so poor. A lot was obviously expected him because of how good he looked in the Wolves team. Mm. But maybe it's just proved that he's a bit of a system player and he just worked better in what Wolves did. Yeah, 100%. Then into the second half... Bakayo Saka got substituted off at half-time for Nicolas Pepe, which was a bit of a surprise, but at the same time, you can understand Arsenal wanting to uh, try and find a winner, and maybe they thought Pepe would offer a bit more and fresher legs. But then after, just after the hour mark, Arsenal were awarded a penalty after... Lacazette uh, goes for the volley, but he scuffs his shot and Davidson Sanchez flies in and uh, hits the Frenchman. Uh, it did go to a VAR review and it was given and Sanchez was booked for his decision, but I just I don't think that's a penalty. I'm still 50-50 on it. I can see both sides of it. Because you can see like oh, Sanchez oh, launch, he does kind of put his body towards him and he does make contact with Lacazette but at the same time Lacazette just completely miscues his shot and then does go on to I'd, hit Sanchez himself I'd have given it to Tottenham just for the fact that he missed the ball somewhere mm. <laughs> that's what you get you idiot it's absolutely crazy but uh, Lacazette did step up and convert the penalty sending uh, Hugo Lloris the wrong way to give Arsenal the lead however that wasn't the final piece of action in that game as uh, moments later Eric Lamella is booked for a late challenge on Thomas Partey and then within 
less than 10 minutes again Lamellery sent off as he swung out an arm to block Kieran Tierney when he closed down the uh, Scottish International he caught him in the face with his elbow and Marco Oliver has no choice but to send him off Eric Lamella came out in that second half and went oh I smell blood (laughs) absolutely crazy I mean however it didn't um wasn't the end of it. There was a good few chances for Spurs at that incident, and it, it took them seven minutes. Uh, yes, it took. Like you said, it took them a while to get going. But there was, seemed... a, point, there was a point when the graphic came where it said Arsenal had thirteen attempts and Tottenham had one. Yeah, I mean, they finished. Arsenal finished with thirteen. Spurs finished with six. Whilst it was three apiece on uh, target for either side but it was Arsenal that walked away with the three points and jubilation over the North London uh, derby painting as they say paint the city red however North London's red remain, again apparently the remaining 10th place you still got let's calm down exactly so it doesn't really matter too much but if else go on well, no, I've got to say because we have to thank Eric Lamella for making this weekend worth it <laughs> Yes, and then he's, he's gone from being Ronaldinho in one half to Lee Catamol in the second. <laughs> Only Eric Lamella could do that stuff. And then Jose was coming out with these usual blaming everything else, but himself it, after it, the end of the game. Have you seen the clip as well? Someone had recorded, it was the replay of Lamella's second yellow, I think it was. And you see Jose's reaction behind him. <laughs> no, I haven't seen but that you, one. But in context, well, we don't know the context of what Jose's reacting to, but it looks like he's reacting to Lamella just ridiculously smashing his arm into the player's face. Mm. He goes, ah! Yeah, uh, Jose seemed to have a few words about the game afterwards, about the penalty decision and tiredness creeping into Michael Oliver and some of his players and that, and you're like, I'm not too sure why he's trying to blame him. Arsenal were better on the he uh, on the evening, and I'd say deserved the win. It's not like he can play Thursdays either. Exactly. It's just ah uh, yeah, good win though for Arsenal. Give that little bit of boost, and uh, like we said, the level on points with Aston Villa, who kicked this weekend's action off on Friday well, that's night. That's all we got time for sure. Yeah, might as well, considering not a lot happened on Friday until late on. Um, Villa took the lead in the 86th minute, thanks to a Kieran Clark own goal. However, with practically the last kick of the game, Jamal Lascelles equalises and means the points are shared between the two sides. What were your thoughts to that final What an absolutely depressing 90 minutes that was. <laughs> Yeah, it's just so awful, awful game to watch. Yeah, and that's the poorest we've definitely been. I feel like I'm saying that every week now. <laughs> yeah, I was about to chirp up and say that okay. it seems to be becoming a running joke now that this is the poorest years I've played. We're a one-man team. I yes, don't think we are. But no, you still are definitely heavily reliant on Jack Grealish. I'm and... we're missing our best right back as well, who offers a lot more attacking as well as defensive. Yeah, you had Al-Mahamadi at uh, right back on Friday night and 
him and Matty Cash are just they're in they're in two different leagues to each other. I'm glad Cash is back now because he was on the bench. I just would have. I understand why they bring him on. Yeah. Yeah. We just we're in a a sad Abdel patch. Mm. Which actually, you look back, that seems to be a thing with Dean Smith. Yeah. He does tend to have bad runs in like the start of the years. Well, you got to hope it doesn't last too long. I mean, but like we said... All right, the you, 10 wins in a row are coming. Yeah, you're in a much better position than anyone would have expected. And you just, like you said, you're in a bit patch. But I think you're definitely going to be happy with a good finish to the end of the season, a.k.a. a top-half finish, really. Can't oh, complain too much. Oh, yeah, too I much. Mean, we can get it, but... Fatigue is slightly looking like it's setting in, like Watkins looks gassed. Yeah. And unfortunately for him, we're stuck with Keenan Davis as backup. <laughs> Not really something that's going to help you get to that seventh place at all, Keenan Davis. Um, hey, beat result- Tottenham next week and we'll, we'll be back on side again. Yes. Uh, if, if there's was- one last thing I can say, I don't know who was more upset after the game, Newcastle fans or Villa fans. I don't it seemed like Newcastle. I take it Newcastle. But <laughs> yeah, but I, yeah, the anger, on both sides. Mm. Result uh, leaves Newcastle in seventeenth place with twenty-eight points, two clear of the drops, and having played a game more than those in the re- sides in the relegation zone. And like we said, Aston Villa are up in ninth place. However, they do have uh, games in hand above uh, with the teams above them. Saturday's action got underway at Ellen Road between Leeds and Chelsea. Not a lot happened in that. I mean, Chelsea dominated it in terms of having shots and shots on target and the possession, but uh, Leeds goalkeeper Ilian Melier had a very good game. But apart from that, it, 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 it wasn't the most entertaining the, games, was it? The chances of stopping me from putting in a tumbleweed sound effect right now. <laughs> Uh, honestly, I wouldn't blame you if you put it in right now because that wasn't the most entertaining of games. However, Chelsea are still unbeaten under Thomas Tuchel this season. Uh, still in the top four. It's, it's, I mean, it's good times to be a Chelsea fan. Actually, like, yeah, Champions League could be coming back and we're looking much better at times than we were under Frank Lampard. But at the same time, it's not really the most entertaining of football, and yeah. it, it's very early to have this conversation. But because at this moment time, you will accept the well organised yet dull football. But are you going to mm. accept that in two years' time? Is he going to be there? If in you two win years the league time? every year, would would you would probably? But oh, yeah. they've got a way to go to win the league. Definitely, and they're going to hope the other teams around them aren't continuing to improve but that's not going to happen so like I said that result leaves Chelsea in fourth with 51 points and Leeds drop down to 12th place with 36 points because of the uh, results elsewhere and that one result that which dropped Leeds down was Crystal Palace beating West Bromwich Albion in the three o'clock kickoff at uh, at Park thanks to a Luka Milivojevic penalty after Donnell Furlong uh, Brought down a Palace player, I can't remember who it was now, and Milivojevic converted the penalty. Oh, yeah, that was it. It, was, it wasn't that he brought down someone, it was a handball. Uh, 
They're very clear handball. Um, yes, and obviously, although it did go to VAR, it was definitely a penalty. Sam Allardyce really isn't going to save this West Brom team, is he? Oh, no. The teams above them are fighting with Fulham. They're way too good. They're level above West Brom. Yeah. I mean, I just... Yeah, I think it's safe to say they are well and truly resigned to heading into the championship again next season. Palace, obviously, they with that victory, they go above Leeds, haven't played a game more than uh, Marcelo Bielsa's side. But like I said previously, Crystal Palace are where I would roughly expect them to be. And 11th, like uh, mid-table, not really getting threatened too much by the relegation zone, but not really putting up too much of a threat to the top half of the table. So they are where I'd expect them. Then the early evening game on Saturday took place at Goodenson Park between Everton and Burnley. And it was the visitors that ran out 2-1 winners thanks to a Chris Wood and Dwight McNeil first half goals. Uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin did also score in the first half for Carlo Ancelotti's side, but it wasn't enough to uh, level the points or even try and get a victory. I was surprised by this result. Which one was this again? <clears throat> Which one was this again? I blanked out for a second there. <laughs> Everton Burnley. Everton Burnley, right? Yeah. Christ. Burnley are good again. Then again, Everton really haven't been that good at home this season uh, they've been really bad which is so strange though again a lot of teams haven't really been good at home this season and uh, do have uh, the better away form but I definitely wasn't expecting this result heading into it or even like you used to look back at the fa- uh, match statistics apart from obviously the full-time result you'd think Everton would win th- that game based on uh, shots, shots on target and possession, you were just thought uh, Everton won that game or at least got a point rather than uh, defeat but the results sees Burnley staying 15th place and move level on points with Southampton whilst Everton slipped down to 6th on 46 points the final game on Saturday evening was between Fulham and Manchester City from Craven Cottage and it was Pep Guardiola's side that ran out 3-0 winners thanks to second half goals from John Stones, Gabriel Jesus and Sergio Aguero penalty on the hour mark you got to say, easy no win say for hmm? there's just nothing to say again yeah, it's just an easy win for Guardiola's side in the second half once they got that first goal, you get John Stones on the, on the get John Stones in the England squad. <laughs> <laughs> he seems like an absolutely resurrected man with uh, Ruben Diaz being his centre back partner now, doesn't he? Yeah, Paul Burr's going to have to deal with Harry Maguire at the year, isn't it? Massive downgrade. <laughs> That's coming from you. <laughs> yeah, but we all know Harry Maguire is prone to silly mistakes. Uh, despite his uh, performance yesterday, which we'll get on to in a minute or two. Like I said, once uh, Man City scored that first goal, you always knew it was going to be hard for Scott Parker's side to get back into it and try and get a result. First first half, they were very good and they managed to hold, obviously, City to not scoring and it was very decent from them. But 
like I said, City were always going to break the deadlock, and once they did, they were always going to score more than the one goal. And then on Sunday, the afternoon or the lunchtime kickoff between Southampton and Brighton saw Graham Potter's side win at 2 1, thanks to a Lewis Dunk and Leandro Trossard goal, either, uh, um, one in each half, and Shea Adams did score for the Saints uh, in between the two goals. Shock result, I would say. Cause I, don't no, think... I wasn't surprised. She not? No. It's always seen like the Brighton game given. I know both were out of form, but Brighton have at least looked like they show something. With the six million shots that they seem to have. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and Southampton obviously missing their best striker. Yeah. But Trayadam's sort of starting to step up from a little bit. I mean, he's scoring the goals, or oh, a goal, it seems like a goal a game so far yeah, since Danny Ings' injury, but it's the help around him that just doesn't seem to be yeah. as prevalent as it has been in the past uh, for the Saints. Yeah, some of them have dropped form massively. Mm. But I think it, it doesn't obviously, it's the thing with confidence as they went on like a 10 game losing streak, confidence and morale is just going to massively falter and drop below par when you're not uh, winning games and getting the results that you want. Uh, however, the results sees both sides stay in the exact same position as they were entering the weekend's games. Southampton in the 14th place on 33 points, Brighton in 16th on 29, having played a game less than the Saints. Then the next game at 2 o'clock was at the King Power Stadium between Leicester City and Sheffield United. So before we get into the game, there was the news on Friday I think it might have been Friday afternoon at this rate. I can't remember. It took so long for a little to announce that Chris Wilder was sacked by Sheffield United. And then it took until Saturday evening for the news to officially come out that Wilder had left after five years in charge of the Blades. And Paul Heckingbottom, the under-23s manager, would take over for the remaining of the season with Paul, is it Paul Tisdale, the yeah, former Bournemouth manager. Jason Jason Tindall, Jason Tindall. Uh, former Bournemouth manager, coming in uh, to help him for the remainder of this season. Good luck to him. I'm sure it'll work out. <laughs> Bit of a shock, I think, uh, it coming at this stage of the season with only 10 games left. But Just the timing of it all, that was so weird. Yeah, very strange how but it took so long for it to come from. Yeah. It made it obvious that there's obviously massive disagreements between Wilder and the owners. Yeah. Like, coming from the personal experience, I don't think this is going to end very well for Sheffield United. No, it's, it's one of them where you can see them. Whoever they appoint next season, uh, when they're in the Championship, they're just going to struggle and it could be a long, whole, long, old, hard season again for them next year, you'd expect, because... You'd say the likes of Sanderberg and Rhee and Brewster will want to get moved to be playing at high championship sides mm. or decent Premier League teams. So mm. I expect a couple of them players to leave. Yeah, and they never make back the money that they actually paid for. No. Mm. And they're what, all gone. What did you, 
United as well. They only have to look across the city in terms of ownership problems. Yes. And how bad it has been of a season for clubs in Sheffield. But on the game itself, Leicester ran out five nil winners. With Maybe Kalechi. not. Maybe won't work then. <laughs> With Kalechi Ianacho scoring a hat-trick, Iose Perez and an own goal from Ethan Ampadu to round off the result for Brendan Rodgers' side. <laughs> the only thing I can just say was dominance oh, in this game. Com- completely. It just makes the loss that Villa did to them even more embarrassing, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, great uh, performance from... They couldn't have sacked Wilder two weeks ago, could they? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, great result for Leicester, which sees them uh, into third place, or staying third place, uh, a point behind Manchester United. But they obviously did leapfrog United for a bit because they played before them. And speaking of Manchester United, they beat West Ham 1-0 in the final game that has happened as a time of recording, 1-0. Uh, it was a Craig Dawson own goal just after the restart in the second half. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's not like United didn't create chances. They definitely had them, but got to say, Lucas Fabianski in goal, apart from the goal they did concede, he was type of quality for him. Yeah, if that were West Ham... Again, with a slightly missed opportunity, they didn't go at them as much as I guess we thought they may. Mm. They made quite a few changes, from what I saw. Yeah, so they, it was a very strange side. So they had Cresswell, Dawson, Diop as the back three, then uh, Declan Rice as the holding midfielder, and then the four attacking players, or you'd say. Um, Kufal and Johnson were playing as wingbacks, but they were quite advanced. And then they had Suchek and Noble in the middle and Antonio and Bowen up front. I mean, it's not too many changes, really, but I just wasn't expecting that type of formation from a David Moore side, considering how quick United can be at times on the counter-attack. You'd expect them to be a bit more defensive. But Potentially. They did well until obviously the uh, goal went in. Uh, however, I think United, they definitely should have scored more than the one goal with the amount of chances they had. I mean, Mason Greenwood had a few chances, Rashford as well. Um, I think they'll be a, a little disappointed that they only scored one but three points for Oligon and Solskjaer's side is three points. Obviously, they jump back up into second place on 57 points, whilst the Hammers are in fifth with 48. And the only other game to go this weekend, which is later on tonight, is between Wolverhampton Wanderers and Liverpool from 8 o'clock at Molyneux. Right. Now on to the European card of uh, leagues. Over in Spain. The European card of leagues. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that saying was. In uh, La Liga, Real Madrid beat Elche 2-1 thanks to a Karim Benzema brace in the second half, which is uh, great for them. And it sees them leapfrog Barcelona into second place. Barcelona are yet to play as they play later on this evening against Huesca. 
however, it was a good weekend for Madrid and Barcelona, regardless of the result tonight, as Atletico Madrid could only manage a nil-nil draw with Hatafe. Uh, and Hetafe did play the last 20 minutes with 10 players after Alan Neom was sent off. Are Atletico actually going to bottle this league? Feels like it, doesn't it? <laughs> you keep checking the results back and they just keep slipping even more. And Barcelona and Real Madrid, although they're not playing the best of football, they are getting the results that they need to to close the gap down. Is La Liga the real farmers league? <laughs> I think it might be. She <laughs> is absolutely crazy. Right, over in Germany now. Bayern Munich beat Werder Bremen 3 1, thanks to goals from Robert Lewandowski, Serge Gnabry, and Leon Goretzka. Uh, again, a top performance from Thomas Muller getting two assists in that game, and obviously Lewandowski scoring, which uh, he, I believe. He's 30, no, 28th goal uh, this season. No, sorry, 32. I, to say, well, I thought it was 32, but what I was looking at hadn't updated. It's, uh, it's amazing either way. <laughs> yes. Could he go on to break the uh, 40 goal record that was set by Gerd Muller all those years ago? How many games are left? Uh, they have. Probably less than 10, surely. Nine. Nine games to score, eight goals, and he's probably getting two in one of them. So, but I say, yeah. Yeah. It always seems to happen. Like, he, for the, especially for the last three or four years, he seems to get really close to it. And every year, from the new year until about Easter, there's always talk of will Lewandowski actually break the record because he does seem to have, like, he goes incredible and then he just goes on a purple patch of not scoring for ages and then you're like well, this Gerd Muller record is just not going to be broken anytime soon yeah maybe they need to sign Haaland he'd do it <laughs> maybe in the future he'd speaking do, of in 20 guys yes speaking of Haaland he's Borussia Dortmund him and his Borussia Dortmund team beat Hertha Berlin 2-0 thanks to a goal from Julian Brandt and the youngster Yusuf Mokoko uh, good win for Dortmund to get back into winning ways and hopes of making next season's Champions League are still not fully over as they're only two points off Frankfurt in fourth place Speaking of Frankfurt, they drew 1-1 with RB Leipzig. Frankfurt's goal was scored by Daichi Kamada, whilst Emil Forsberg scored for Leipzig just after the halftime break. By Leverkusen, lost 2-1 to Arminia Bielfeld. Patrick Schick scored later on for Leverkusen, however it wasn't enough after Ritsu Doan and Masayu Okagwa scored for Bielfeld. And... Wolfsburg put five past Schalke with Maximilian Philipp, Josip Berekalo, Riddlebaku, Wout Weghorst and an own goal from Skwadran Mustafi, which has imparted even more misery onto Schalke as they look set to head only, into the Bundesliga 2. Surely there's only so many levels of crap that Schalke can just drop in there. Yeah. I mean, they've... They've still only won once this season. They've scored 16 goals and conceded 66. They've got to be close to some sort of points record. 
I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not too sure what the lowest amount of points in the Bundesliga season is. But yes, it wouldn't surprise me if they are close to it. Over in Italy now, Lazio beat Crotone 3-2 thanks to a late goal from Philip Caicedo to seal the points for Lazio. Atalanta beat Spezia 3-1 with goals from Mario Palacic and Luis Muriel. Palacic scored a brace. Uh, Fiorentina beat Benevento 4-1 with goals coming from... Give me just a second... That moment where my app just crashes on me. Is, it, is this a really an important game that we need to go in on? No offence to Fiorentina. No, but with the app crashing, I can't tell you the other scores from Italy. Well, I can tell you the one that probably only matters, and it's Juventus and Cagliari. Which finished, was it 3 1 in the end or 4 1 in the end? I can't remember the exact score in the end, other than Ronaldo just flipped the bird at everyone who insulted him in midweek, included us. <laughs> As he scored the perfect hat trick, finished 3 1 to uh, Juventus against Cagliari. Uh, the big game of the weekend saw Napoli take all three points from AC Milan, winning 1 0 after Matteo Politano scored early on in the second half. However, Milan finished the game with 10 players uh, after Ante Rebic was shown a straight red card. The shock result of the weekend saw Palmer beat Roma 2-0 with goals coming from a Hanani penalty and a Valentin Michaela with the goals. Um, definitely wasn't expecting that one heading into the weekend. However, Milan, uh, the team that has shown a lot of promise this season in Serie A, Inter Milan, they beat Torino 2-1 with Romelu Lukaku scoring a penalty and Lautaro Martinez scoring five minutes from time however Antonio Sanabria did score uh, one in between the two goals for Torino that strike partnership of Martinez and Lukaku is such a joy to watch Fish, I'm going to get ripped apart in the summer what with Lukaku leaving maybe Martinez it probably would be wanted by other clubs wouldn't he apparently uh, I've seen a lot of rumours that he's uh, set to sign a new contract with them so isn't going to be leaving. That's positive for them then. Yes. Over in France this weekend, Monaco and Lille played out a 0-0 draw. Nice drew 1-1 with Lorient. Bordeaux beat Dijon 3-1. Marseille got back to winning ways, beating Brest 3-1. However, it did take two late goals from Florian Touvan and Michael Croissants to give them the victory. And the big talking point was the last game that took place in France, and that was at the Parc de France in Paris, where Paris Saint-Germain lost 2-1 to Nantes. Julian Draxler scored just before half-time for Maurizio Pochettino's side. However, Arando Mawani and Moses Simon goal in the second half pulled PSG's defeat onto them. I mean, what is going on with PSG this season? It's just nice to not see them dominate for a change. Mm. And it could the be. Farmers, like exactly. Um, there's a bit of strange news. I don't know, obviously, how true it is. Um, but obviously, we will uh, take, obviously, everything without their saying with 100% truth. And that was um, during the game, 
Angel Di Maria's uh, house was apparently burgled whilst his parents were there uh, watching the game and news obviously came out uh, to Di Maria and he got substituted in the 62nd minute and left the pitch in tears obviously hearing the news and I think he was able to leave the stadium to go and attend uh, the incident. Probably so. Yes, uh, which is obviously horrible news to happen to anyone uh, not still alone a footballer no matter what you think of Di Maria and it was only obviously a few days after he signed a new contract extension with the Parisian side until 2022. Right on to the predictions league now. So we had the six games to look forward to this weekend. so Arsenal Spurs, I went with two one. You went with three one to Spurs. We both went for Spurs. I get some points because I obviously got the score right, but the wrong team. So that's a point there. Palace versus West Brom. I went for one 0 Palace. You went with one 0 West Brom. So I get three points for getting a perfect Palace score. But I'm so- surely, surely I got to get points. So I got the score right. Yes, sorry, I did say you did get uh, a point. I did have it written down. I just read it out wrong. My bad. Saints versus Brighton. You got it wrong because you predicted a one or draw. Again, I said 2-1. So that's another point there. This isn't fair. <laughs> uh, and then the final three games, we were both wrong with AC Milan and Napoli. We said AC Milan would win, but uh, Napoli won. Leipzig versus Frankfurt. We said it'd be a 2-2 draw. It ended up, I think, as a 1-1 draw. But we said... Uh, for draws, we have to get the score right, otherwise it's completely wrong. And then I remember saying that. I'm sure we said that in previous episodes. And then the final game, Portsmouth versus Salford, we were both wrong because although you did say Salford would win, it was on penalties rather than in uh, regulation. And you said for games that go to extra time, it has to be the, what we take on the 90th Salford would win. Yeah, but it's based on the 90th minute. It, didn't, it wasn't even the true Papa John's trophy final. No, it was last season's Papa John's trophy final, so they literally had the trophy for I don't even recognise Salford City as the winners. Exactly. So, uh, at the end of this weekend's results, it sees you on 80 points and me on 114. A forfeit now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, into the world of women's football, there was only uh, the two games this past weekend, one in the league and one in the Conti Cup. In the game in the league saw Reading Tottenham play out a 0-0 draw, although it was 0-0, it was a very entertaining 0-0 draw, uh, but the sides remain in 6th and 8th place respectively, and Chelsea won 6-0 in the Conti Cup final, thanks to uh, some brilliant performance from Fran Kirby and Sam Kerr. Sam Kerr scored a hat-trick and Fran Kirby scored a brace as well as assisting four goals and uh, Guru Wrighton scored the other goal. And we're going to send our best wishes out to Mara Miaud who went off late in the game with a really bad looking injury though we don't know the full details on that. And we do have a schedule of games to look forward to this week in the WSL on Wednesday and one on Thursday. On Wednesday, it's Everton versus Chelsea, Aston Villa, Brighton, Bristol City, Man City, West Ham versus Birmingham. And then the game on Thursday, sorry, Friday, not Thursday, because Arsenal are also playing on 
I say Arsenal men, so that's why it's been moved to Friday, is Arsenal versus Manchester United from half past six. Right, it's on to the Champions League preview now. Because we have a, as we said last week, uh, some more Champions League games to look forward to tomorrow. It's Manchester City versus Borussia Mönchengladbach and Real Madrid versus Atalanta, both at eight o'clock. A reminder of the first leg scores, Manchester City lead that one against Mönchengladbach 2-0 and Real Madrid lead 1-0 and their tie against Atalanta. And then on Wednesday evening, the second set of fixtures are Bayern Munich versus Lazio and Chelsea versus Atletico Madrid. Bayern have a 4-1 aggregate first leg lead and Chelsea have a 1-0 lead thanks to that spectacular goal from Olivier Giroud in the first leg. You don't, you, I don't expect much change in any of those sides, really. You don't expect any shock results, then? No. <laughs> I guess that's that, then. I mean, with how Atletico are playing at the minute, you'd say Chelsea are going to be set on to win that game. City, Bayern Munich and Bayern Munich have both got comfortable leads in their tie, so I don't expect a change. But Real Madrid Atalanta, like we said after the first leg, Atalanta will be happy with that considering they play the most of the game with 10 players. So they're not well and truly out of it. So maybe that one could be the shock of the tie. Hmm. Potentially. Should we get into that great part of the show now? Yes. And it is now time for. Something weird is going on. Shit! Did you see that? So, uh, what's your one for this week? Mine's not. Oh, I think we should be starting with your ones. Mine's okay. the nice ones to end on. Okay. So. Uh, the one I, or one of them I have, is during the derby match in Liege 1 this weekend between Montpellier and Nîmes, Andy Delord scored a goal. Um, he celebrated it by eating a gummy crocodile, which is like the logo of Nîmes. However, the goal was then cancelled out by VAR for offside, and then four minutes later, Nîmes go on to score themselves in that game. However, that wasn't the end of the matter because 11 minutes from time, Andy Delort then did score himself and uh, made the points level in the game. So it was a very frantic end to that game. And the other one I have was between Newport County and Morecambe. Uh, the game finished, I can't remember the score now. Let me just have a quick check. They beat Morecambe at 3-1 and it was their last goal scorer, Kevin Ellison, whose story uh, makes the fact. So he used to play for the Morecambe manager and he throws him out for, I think it was about eight to nine months and made him train on his own and with the youngsters. And with him scoring the winner on Saturday, he goes over to the Morecambe manager's face and celebrates in front of him which is absolute top-class shithousery, if you ask me. Beautiful stuff. 
That's a lead. Beautiful. Uh, the Morecambe boss was Derek Adams, for those in wondering in question. Right. What's your one for this week? We've just said it. <laughs> what? It was the Andy Delano story. I, sorry, I didn't know if you'd seen that or not. God damn it. <laughs> that was absolutely uh, quite funny. I did see that story. Um, I think it was late last night. Right. If there's anything I can add, they have just announced the under-21s England squad for the European Championships. Go on. I'll let you run away with it. Of course. Please don't. (laughs) I'm having a look at it now myself, actually. Yeah, so your goalkeepers are Joseph Bursic, Josh Griffiths and Aaron Ramsdale. Opinions on it now? Ramsdale's probably Uh, number one. I don't know much about the other keepers. But if Aaron Ramsdale's your number one, Jesus, lads, you're in big trouble. Defenders is definitely a massive step up. Max Ahrens, Ben Godfrey, Mark Gwehi, Lloyd Kelly, Ryan Sessegnon, Stephen Sessegnon, Jaffet Tanganga and Ben Wilmot. Yeah, can't complain. Good defence there. Didn't know Ben Wilmot was still under 21. For some reason, I thought he was a lot older. Yeah, I don't know. But here's the midfield... Dynamos, Tom Davies, Iberichi Eze, Conor Gallagher, Curtis Jones, Dwight McNeil and Oliver Skip. I mean, it's good. It's a good midfield. <laughs> but at the same time, it's not really lighting up the world, that midfield. Well, no, it's because they're all in the fucking first. <laughs> That's why. Mm. But hey, the forwards, this is where it's going to scare the fuck out of their defences. Brian Brewster. <laughs> no, Mason Greenwood, Callum Hudson Adoy, Noni Madueke, Eddie Nketiah, and Emil Smithrow. That is a very good forward line uh, to look forward to in this European Championships coming up. Obviously, uh, the, which... big, the big absences this is that in, there's no Jude Bellingham or Reese James. Yeah. So the competition... Which would make you think that short, more so in the Bellingham case. Well, that's a bit more surprising. Yeah, probably. It makes you think, is there a place for him in the Euros? Not the main one. Mm. Which I think would be wrong, personally. Yeah, I think it's just a bit too early for him and you'd want him to do have this one uh, in the end of 21. So the tournament itself gets underway on the 24th of this month. And in the group for England, if you are unaware of who they will be playing, they're in a group with Croatia, Portugal and Switzerland. Uh, England's first match in that tournament will be against Switzerland on Thursday, the 25th of March at two o'clock English time at the Bonifica Stadium, which is in Slovenia. I didn't realise this tournament was happening next week. Where... Where was he? And it was in England's group. I literally just said it all. Uh, you can tell I'm not listening. <laughs> yes, I can tell you. Know, I said it's in Slovenia, and I just said the group for England is Switzerland, Croatia, and Portugal. Okay, Portugal was definitely the toughest one there. <laughs> yes. It's full of Wolves Academy players. Uh, right. I believe that is it all for this week. We have looked back to everything. Not really the most eventful weekend in terms of Premier League stuff. We still managed to find a long time to talk about it all. Yes, 
Uh, it's about 40 minutes or so. Um, apart from that, we will be back at the end of next week, uh, or the end of this week, sorry, to have a look back at the Champions League action and preview all of this weekend's action. Is this weekend the FA Cup games? It is. For fuck's sake. More FA Cup, uh, which gets underway on Saturday. Two games on Saturday and two games on Sunday. Until then, make sure you like, comment and subscribe wherever you are listening to. Make sure you give us a five-star rating if you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts and download us if you are listening to it on Spotify and why not check out our head over to our YouTube channel where we did an immediate reaction to the Chris Wilder sacking as well. So you can get uh, my initial thoughts on that whole situation. And until later on this week, it's goodbye from me and goodbye from my co-presenter, Brad. See you. And we'll see you soon. Hopefully he'll be paying more attention then as well. It's Monday morning, allow me. <laughs> <laughs>